Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing two of the latest books in the Star Wars canon, titled Rebel Rising and Guardians of the Wills. These are kind of, I'd call them Rogue One tie-in novels, but they came out long after Rogue One came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, William, I know we want to take a quick moment to talk about something we were talking about in a previous episode, so I'll let you... Wait, there was a previous episode? We've been gone so long, yeah, it... I hardly remember anything. God, it's been I don't, so long. I don't know what you're but talking it's... about. I, I feel like it was yesterday. Yeah, maybe you know even what? this morning. I'm not actually sure. Okay, no one it's knows just for sure. It's nice. Maybe to this, be maybe this episode again. was in limbo for you know three weeks, whatever it was. It is. You're right, Tom. It is. All kidding aside, it is so nice to be back. Um, it's uh, it's been far too long. Uh, but we we were all traveling. Oh, sorry. And... Wait. Before. Yes. No. There's a there's a very good reason where it's been this long. Yes. You see, yes. as you as everyone knows who listens to our podcast on a regular basis, some of us have trouble finishing books on time for reviews. And William, sorry, excuse me. You I mean let me, you, well, Stephen? It, it wasn't me. No, I, Tom and I were done like weeks ago. Uh, William, I mean, I'm not assuming you weeks ago. Them. No, not okay, weeks okay, ago. Go, it was week ago. Okay, but go with the exaggeration. Ago. You have to go with the exaggeration. No, Tom, no exaggeration. All truth. <sighs> it's true. Okay. All of it. But I mean, William, uh, it's, I was trying to cover for it. you, William. I will say, as the person who normally is the fault of that, I'll, I'll give you a pass because you've been very nice to well, me. Well, thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Only, you know, aired it. Yes, yes. I was, I was slow. But I was also traveling. I think I've been in like six different cities in the last two weeks. So, Ouch. Um, so that's my excuse for not getting the book I mean, done. We couldn't even record had we gotten the book done. So I finished it on the plane last night. It's good enough, right? Hey, that works. I'll take it. It's fresh in your mind. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Or better be. <laughs> uh, but no, it is so nice to be back. And there's a bunch of stuff. Well, actually not. Uh, not a, there wasn't a ton of major announcements aside from the uh, the May 4th uh, Vanity Fair. Wait, was it May 4th? Was it that far long ago already? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no was... sorry. It was May 24th. But yeah, I was going to say that li- okay. was sorry literally that. just this week, I think. Yeah, I'm like, it wasn't. Week. Well, I, time is. I have no concept of time right now. Um, I think we're all stuck that way because of the amount of time we have not podcasted because there was that. Well, yeah, I got back last night at like 3 a.m., so I'm still like, not exactly sure what's going on. Um, you know, I'm out of it for a while, and you guys get delusions of grandeur. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, there was the Vanity Fair piece, which had a ton of awesome photos uh, of the cast uh, of the Last Jedi in their costumes for the first time. Uh, I'm sure you guys you guys saw this, right? Yeah, and I thought the saddest I saw picture. It, I, I actually have not read it yet. Yeah, I've... there was a lot of interesting pieces in there, uh, but better was I think the the, best, the coolest part was the photos. Yeah, yeah that that's what got me. The saddest one though was uh, Mark Hamill holding Carrie Fisher. That was yeah. Out of photos. That that was yeah. the, that was one that kind of hit your heartstrings a little bit. That or or Carrie with her daughter as well. 
Yeah. Um, both yeah, of that those one gets really, my vote, I think. Those are both really good photos. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I showed a, a I'm going to call her out. I showed a coworker. We were waiting for our flight and she like started to almost tear up. <laughs> I could tell she's like trying to hide it. Like, don't, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, there's, it was definitely, uh, those, those pictures are definitely more emotional stuff, but just, just fantastic photos mm-hmm. overall. I can't wait for this movie, but that's not the only thing that's going on. Unless you, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Those well, photos? they also supposedly keep your eye out for the second season of uh, Freemaker Adventures. There were five shorts that dropped on uh, May the 24th. I believe it was also May the 24th. You can find them online. But there are five little those shorts. Are, those are on May 4th. Those are a bit old. Those are May 4th? Yeah, God, those it's are been, May 4th. It's been so long, guys. I know. We, it, I know. Thank you for bearing forever. with us. But it was it was fun to see that Freemakers are coming back. And for those of you into Legos, if I saw correctly, because I follow uh, Bob Roth and, and Bill Motts, I guess the new Legos for the Freemakers adventure are out because they're they're yeah, the... proudly holding the the what's the new ship? I don't remember the name. Ah, uh, they're but, basically uh, holding the new Lego sets. Yeah, wave the summer 2017 wave of Star Wars Legos just dropped, and it includes the new Freemaker ships and a couple other ones that I'm blanking on. Biker Scout. They have a biker scout. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Of course, on May fourth, they released a new uh, the Arrowhead. Uni- by the way, that's right, Arrowhead. Yes. Oh, please continue, uh, Stephen. Why am I Ultimate Collector Series Snowspeeder Act, which I'm very excited about. Oh, nice. Oh, that is cool. Of course, it that'll is. be good. It's Lego. I know it's Lego. I love Legos. Yeah. They're all over my cubicle. Don't we all? Don't we all? But. Uh, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Rebel Rising sure Guardians of the Wills. But before we talk about that, we uh, we have a correction to uh, to make. Um, we do. We yeah. We made a uh, we made a flub, a pretty bad one too, in the Uh-oh. last episode. Yeah. Not- um, we were talking about about the the the, the, the novels that have uh, come out, and for some reason, and I don't know why we said this or thought this, we must have been, I'm just going to blame it on being tired or something. Uh, we or said you that can blame it on me because it was Chuck Wendig. Sorry! <laughs> we said that there haven't been any... Uh, we said that we said that most of the um, the new novels in the canon have been very standalone and that there haven't been any sequels. Clearly, that was not true because of Aftermath. Um, wow. So, yes, most of the novels are standalone and self-contained. They're there is the aftermath trilogy, which obviously, you know, builds on, uh, you know, each each book one after another. So, uh, we were wrong. There, there, yep. there has been a few books that have had sequels, but I, I would say they are the exception rather than the rule. Is that is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll admit when we're it. wrong. So, I'll accept. Yeah, we 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 screwed that one up, but that's okay. Thank you to our uh, our listeners for pointing that out, and uh, and now we're you know I think it's uh. It's time to dive into an, a new book. How's that Ooh. sound? Uh, it sounds good to me. You want me to take the? I'll take the synopsis for this. Yeah. One. So what are we? What are we talking about, Tom? Okay, we're going to talk even know about. Why I'm here. Oh, we're here to talk books this time, um, and we're t- going to be talking about the first part of this episode is going to be Rebel Rising. This was written by Beth Revis. It has 416 pages. And this is basically when Jyn Erso is eight years old, her mother is murdered, and her father is taken from her to serve the Empire. But despite Yeah, it's been a while, people. But despite the loss of her parents, she's not completely alone. Saw Guerrera, a man willing to go to any extremes necessary to resist imperial tyranny, 
takes her in as his own daughter and gives her not only a home, but all the abilities and resources she needs to become a rebel. Then Jin's decide. <laughs> wow, it's been a long time, guys. Um, <laughs> you can do it, Tom. I know I can do this. I can do this. I can. And we're Jin- not editing it out. No, we're not. Good. Hey, this is podcasting, people. We're live. Well, live to tape. Yeah, I was going to um, say, Tom, we're, we're, we're not live. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way we could be live. Um, I hate to break it to you. We we have not been live in a long time slash ever. Really? Oh, just kidding. Um, so Jin, back to the synopsis, Jin dedicates herself to the cause and the man. But fighting alongside Saw and his people brings it brings with it danger and the question of just how far Jin is willing to go as one of Saw's soldiers. When she faces an unthinkable betrayal that shatters her world, Jin will have to pull the pieces of herself back together and figure out what she truly believes in and whom she can really trust. I made it through. You did. You did. Congratulations. The second half was better. Thank you. So, Uh, Okay. I'll I'll start off with this, and I know that this is more of like a young reader's book. Um, I I liked it. The biggest thing about it, though, it reminded me a lot of Lost Stars. Really, really, oh, it did. It and it did because, well, it reminded me of, of Lost Stars, especially in the middle of the book when she ended up hooking up with that um, that mother son. Um, I have it in the show notes. Sorry, uh, sorry. Just to be clear, with right. the, the, the son of the, the mother of God took her in. Correct. Okay. Um, that's right. The son of the... Thank you. Um, I kind of ran the words together. That's <laughs> that's where... It, yeah, people... You want me to think that there was... There was yeah. Yeah. Just continue yeah, on. Sorry. Yeah, I'll continue on. Um, no, it just... It felt that... I understand what they were trying to get at, uh, what, what, what the book was trying to get at this point. It, it was almost like... They were trying to give Jin a normal life at this mm-hmm. point. She had well, a relationship going. Well, okay, no, wait a minute. No, no, okay, okay. No, a normal okay. life, a, a normal life by way of not being part of Saw Gerrera, a, a part of uh, basically, yeah. a, basically, basically a part of Saw Gerrera's team or soldiers or however you want to put it. Okay, yep, they tried that's to fair. right. They they still used within this her technique of uh, slicing imperial codes. And making false codes. Okay, so that that stuff kind of served her well, but they took her out of the the rebel or or that part of Saw mm-hmm. and tried to give her almost a family setting in this and a quote unquote love interest in this part, mm-hmm. and also it brought down again or it brought back to her again loss because it's a loss of her mm-hmm. father and her mother. Um, by way of the father being taken off, as we all know, to go build the Death Star, the mother basically being murdered on the planet by uh, Krennic. At this point, she loses the two of them when they were trying to escape the Imperials again. So it's almost like a replay of what happened to her originally, but she was more involved with the two of them at this point. Or mm-hmm. it, you, you see where I'm getting at with this. Yeah, I mean, I there's, there's there's aspects of that I think it's because it's a, a young reader, um, but I don't know that that one. Let me. Well, Lost Stars was definitely more about two. I wouldn't different... call it a young reader as much as young adult. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, sorry, I would, okay. sorry. Thank no, you, and, thank you, Stephen. You were totally I, right. And, and, and also... I, I did not mean that as a knock against the book at all. No, no, I know. I just uh, want to make because okay. there's 
I'd actually yeah, argue right. Guardians of the Wills, which we'll talk about next, is what I think of as when I think of a young reader book. Yes. Thank you. Versus, okay. yes. Versus exactly. this is the young adult, which, I, you know what? I'm probably the one that, that started out saying it was a young reader. So I'll, I'll take that know. one. I, just, I think that was me. But, totally uh, well, however it um, goes. So, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I think this, sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, I, I, I will just say, I, I, out of the book itself, I enjoyed that part because it was, it was making her feel more, you know, you saw a side of her that you didn't see in Rogue One naturally. And you didn't see at the beginning of the book when she was part of, uh, Saw Gerrera's team. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, kind of rounded the character a little bit, but also it kind of shaped the character to where she was so, you could understand why she was so harsh and why she is just the way she is because of what happened yeah. losing those two. Well, so I, I think that's, that's what whole, I was trying to get at. That's well, the whole point of the book, right? Is to, right. Kind of to introduce you to, to Jin and, and, and help you understand how she got from, you know, that little kid uh, we see at the beginning of Rogue One to, you know, the, 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 the freedom fighter she becomes, right? Right. Well, I mean, in it, the book quite literally, it starts with her, you know, finding Saw in mm -hmm. the, uh, the prologue of Rogue One and ends with her rescue at, you know, a scene yeah. later. Right. It is right. the story yeah. of the middle. Right. And it, it's I the Bendu. Of, of Rogue One. It's the Ben... Yeah, okay, fine. I'll, yes, yes. That works. You know what, William? Hopefully, when they reprint this in paperback, that will go on the back cover. <laughs> the Bendu it's of the Rogue Bendu One. It's the Bendu of Rogue One. That's the, that's the quote. <laughs> yeah. The publisher's quote. Okay, no, but it was good. I had a very interesting experience where I kept going like, man, Jin's life sucks. Oh, and then it's, I'm like, it's a depressing and, and book. Maybe it gets, and then I'm like, maybe it gets better. And then the book ends. I'm like, well, I guess it gets, maybe it gets better after that. Wait, I saw the movie. No, it doesn't. Like, her life starts <laughs> awful. It just gets goes worse, down there from hell. And then yeah. she dies. <laughs> it is probably the most depressing story I've ever read in Star Wars. And I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think. And I've read Crystal Star, so I mean, <laughs> that's really saying something. Oh man, you know yeah, no, you're too. you're right. It is like it is kind of a depressing book. And they, you know, as Tom said, they try to add a little bit more. Uh, you know, they they they, they, they hope, try right? not to make her being so, like yeah. the big Rogue One thing. A theme. Yeah. They, they they tried to add uh, some some good things, so it wasn't quite so depressing the whole time. But like, you know, if if you as you read the book, like uh, uh, you know, she starts off, she loses her parents, or her mom gets killed, her dad's kidnapped. She thinks her dad's working for the bad guys. She then hates her dad. She gets adopted by this soldier who makes her fight, and then mm -hmm. abandons her when she was sixteen. Uh, well, and at first he just like puts her like he puts her saw like basically basically puts her in this room. All by herself. Now, eventually, we find out, and I actually liked how they did this. You know, we find out that um, uh, he did that. He he actually gave her her own room, so she has a private place to kind of be by herself, whereas everyone else has to share this common area. So he was actually trying to be kind to her, but she almost felt like she was in this cell by herself with a little you know pad to sleep on. Mm -hmm. Well, it's uh, I'll say it's one of the things I really actually liked about the novel is uh, saw. You can tell that Saw is a horrible parent who is really actually just trying to do the best that he can figure out. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just it's a very 
it's a, a weird dynamic that I feel like actually made me appreciate the character in Rogue One a little more. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the interactions with them uh, and how like he would saw would let her listen in on the on the battle plans and you know eventually kind of you know share or you know jump in a bit but typically um you know typically just kind of sit there and, and listen the whole time and, yeah but he was the one that gave her the responsibility of here learn the coding and slicing yeah and learn. actually yeah how he put her to work and kind of yeah. trained her but uh, he trained he did train her to fight because you you read all the fight scenes but he really didn't want her out there fighting. He really wanted her out there basically to slice and code. Well, and, I don't know if I'd say that. Well, but that, that's I how mean, I read it. I mean, she... He, I feel like he does begin to appreciate having her out there. And I think right. what I thought was interesting is he, he has this paranoia as part of his obsession with, uh, you know, what happened with uh, Galen or so. Right. Mm-hmm. And as his obsession consumes him. He becomes unable to separate it from, you know, how he thinks and deals with mm-hmm. Jin. Right. But, but I think in the way I was saying, when they went to that um, celebration on the planet and I'm totally blanking on this and uh, he gave oh, yeah. her the responsibility to pass out um, the weapons to the people or to, to, pa- to, to pass, pe- they had to walk up to her and basically say the word cloud. And she was the one that was responsible for giving the information or giving the stuff to these people. And he told her, once you're done, you are to leave and go back to the ship. So it was mm-hmm. always, I need you to do this, but go back to the ship. Not physically, if I read correctly, physically get involved in any kind of, you know, in any kind of fighting other than, to, you know, how to handle herself. It was always, you do this, but I need you to make these perfect doc perfect copies of these invitations to get us into the scala. Once you do that, now you now you have to hand these out and and then you do this. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, and I thought I found it all very very interesting. Um, yeah. and I and how she kind of like you know, she even gets excited when she finally gets to participate in these uh these missions and stuff. It's just all all kind of fascinating. I just really enjoyed seeing as depressing as it was, you know, she's she's this main character in Star Wars, and yet we really don't know that all much that much about her aside from, you know, what we get of her in uh, Catalyst and uh, and the f- film. Like that's that's really all the backstory we get on mm-hmm. on Jin. And so yeah. it's nice to have all this. And that's why we've got the book. Yeah. Okay. So here, okay. So let's let's jump on this one here because I I was having a discussion with one of the guys at work about. Uh, this do you think that it's proper for characters like this to have their backstories put in a book or would you rather see it up on screen oh i thought this well, was you can't put everything on screen well no i, yeah. I understand right? well and and that that part i understand but it, it was a thing we we were talking about uh, there's a different movie franchise out there when it comes to um it begins with a big m okay and how they're trying to take that franchise and tie everything together with the movies and the TV and the Netflix and all that. And I was, I was taking that, you know, it's like with that, I don't want to, I, we both, we all know when it comes to star Wars, we'll read all the stuff when it comes to this, Yeah. but I think when eventually. it comes eventually, yeah. But Some I understand you can't slow. Well, yes. Um, I guess my point is you can't throw everything up on screen. You want the people right. who are not going to read these books 
to basically get the gist of the stories up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. To where you don't have to go back to this. Do you think, ah, I'm trying to say, do you think that is a, for Jen's character, a negative or a positive that we're getting the story in book form and the people out there who just see her on screen, except her for who she is and really doesn't want to read so, this book. I think you there was enough information you get in the what movie. I'm going? Yeah. I, so I think there was enough information okay. in the movie to support Jin's character. Okay. Uh, the one, I, I don't want to call it an exception. The one thing that I think the, and I kind of alluded to it already, that I liked about the book is in the movie, all we really know about Saw and Jin is Saw rescued her. At some mm-hmm. point they split up and that the rest of the Rebel Alliance keeps talking about him like he's kind of out there. Right. But right. we never really understand, you know, why why would Saw think Jin is there to kill him? And the novel, I think, does a really good job of exploring their relationship. So you understand, like, you know, Saw knows, well, first of all, that the Rebel Alliance, who Jin is now with, is does not like him. And that we kind of mm-hmm. get from the movie. But we understand Jin's... Uh, my, why Jin might have personal dislike for him, yeah. such that Saw would actually think, you know, that he she might kill him, right? And that's I don't think that's an essential detail. Saw is very underplayed in Rogue One to begin with. I think mm-hmm. um, he doesn't really have a lot of character development to begin with. So I, it's not like not having this information there mm-hmm. made that any better or worse. But I think that's the only part of the book that I consider like truly essential to understanding the movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with Steven. It, it's not critical, right? It's it's a mm-hmm. nice it's a book that adds flavor to Star Wars but is not required reading. And okay. I think that's exactly that is exactly what they're trying to do with the books. And in some ways what we've complained about, right, is that oftentimes the books aren't required reading because they want to have those stories told, the, mm-hmm. the major stories told on screen. Right. Um and and so I think it's I think it's actually okay to have stories that aren't you know like Rebel Rising. Do you need to read it? No, uh, but if you do, you'll get a lot more information about Jen and I and I and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I I would also like books that have more impact. That's a whole different topic. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's as for another it is, podcast. It's, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, so I will say on that, like every time we've done a book review, I think that's come up that you know we miss the old style of EU. And mm. I, I think instead of rehashing that every time, I'll say Rebel Rising, I don't think does anything to solve any of those complaints, but mm. that's, you know, at that point, that's kind of expected too. So that's okay. But if you take it from the standpoint of they want people to not be so involved like we are, then they're doing the proper thing. We are the ones that are going to search out for these books and they're putting enough on the screen to where people can understand it. And like you said, um, this book is giving you, you know, more of the flavor of Jin or so, and the same thing with Guardians of the Wills. It's giving you, you know, that little bit more of the story that ties into the movie. But you can still watch the movie and enjoy it without reading the book. Yeah, yeah. My and, only and thing, I... my only thing, it's for me. I understand Rogue One is the standalone, but for me, you've got. I stand by. You have to read Catalyst. To, to really get more of the story, you have to read Catalyst. I don't know. To go into Rogue One. I, I'm not sure I, I agree with that. I, I think Catalyst I, does... I think I agree with Tom. Catalyst, to me, added much more to Rogue One because yes, Galen Erso is such an under 
underplayed character really in Rogue mm-hmm. One. Like you don't spend a lot of time with him, and Catalyst does a lot to help you understand that character. And the same thing with 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 uh, Lara, the exact same thing. Because she's only on the screen yeah, yeah. really quick, and it actually gives a little bit more. And, and I'll use this term again: it gives a little bit more flavor to her when she gives the kyber crystal to Jin. But you see, you see the development of that character going into Rogue One. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe. But but back to well, yeah. Yeah, I want to say another part of the book. How? So I'm. I wish I had the book in front of me. That I did not think about doing that. I can hand um, it to you because it's in front of me, but you're up in Seattle, so yeah, it's a little little hard, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so is the planets like uh, Inej or something? Like- no, that's not right. That's from the book I'm reading right now. Planets. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. This is what I get. I've actually read like three or four books since I finished these books, which is not helpful. Um, wow. The, uh, actually, Tom, yeah. One of them was the new Lost Fleet book, which we should talk about later. Um, the planet uh, yes, where we'll the massacre about- occurred. I- okay. What was the name of that planet? Oh, oh. It started oh, with an I, right? Hang on, hang on, hang on, Kay. hang on. Because that's the one she escaped from, right? No, not on the planet where she escapes, the planet where she was handing out the codes before the massacre. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, she, I thought you meant the one yeah. where she escaped from because when she hooked up with uh, no, Hater. No, no. Yeah, we, okay, I mean, we talked one? about that aspect. I just wanted to talk yeah, about, about that one. what happens on that planet a little bit because that hang was... On. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Wait, the hangar. I'm looking at oh, the line too. Um, I could have sworn it started with an I. Uh, don't do that. Wait a minute, mom, we're not children. Oh, that's still hater. Um, is this like Inasugi or something like that? Yes. Okay. That's so Th- close. I knew it started Thank with you. an I. I, 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 I I'm just going based on memory here. Man, it's uh, yeah. It's that's been fine. a few weeks since I finished this one too. Yeah. So um, I. How did so? This is obviously so. This is a planet where Jin. The, you know, the rebels are there to uh, accomplish a mission. And the end result is Saw and company setting up bombs that massacre, you know, hundreds of, probably hundreds of people. Right. That was uh, really, I, I don't even know how to describe it. That was really something else to have in a Star Wars book, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Rogue One obviously is a very dark movie. And so it makes sense that, you know, the book that goes alongside it, that mm-hmm. all those books are going to be also dark. This, I thought, was very, uh, I don't want to say extreme, because it yeah, was okay, so and that's, say... that's exactly what they, that's, they, actually, I would use the, 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 well, yeah, the word I mean, extreme. Sorry, because... I used the word extreme in that, was it too much to include in the book? Okay, wait a minute. Uh, I don't think, you, would you that say, I don't oh. think was the case. Okay. No. Okay, wait a minute. Would you, would you say in this respect, would you think within the Star Wars universe, this kind of, this kind of thing is out of character. I mean, the Empire blows up Alderaan, which is, you know, pretty extreme. Exactly. Well, that, 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 that's, that's have... true. But this that's is true. this is just, it's, it's uh, I mean, it, it literally is an act of terrorism, which yes. for a variety of, you know, very legitimate reasons is a much more hot button issue than a planet destroying weapon because that doesn't actually exist. Sure. But like, remember, Saw Guerrero's, partisans are called extremists for a oh, reason. Oh, no, I totally right? agree. And so I think they actually have to show they have to show that. That is the entire point. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it, that's, that's exactly what they had to do. Yeah. I would have been surprised if they didn't show that. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a hell of a scene, that's all I'll say. <laughs> that it was. 
uh, and, and not not expected really, which was which was a nice made things a, a nice surprise. Well, okay, nice surprise, maybe. Well, not okay, but I I mean like when you're reading, I know, it, I know, I'm, as as a figure like, of speech, Whoa, they they went that they did that, not like oh that was a good thing they did, but I know. Sorry, well, I just well, wanted to give you make it well, also sound also realize when it came first. to the end of Rogue One. I mean, you want to talk about a shocking thing. We knew everybody was going to die, but even even the producers, directors were just like, you're actually going to let us do it? And it's the same thing here. I mean, yeah. if you're looking at that as being something that is, I'm not going to say out of character with the Star Wars universe, but what it is, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, you're going to let us do this? Okay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, they, they, they take a little more, they take more risks and they're willing to do things that they they wouldn't necessarily do in you know in the other Star Wars movies or something. But then again, like you said, they they blow up planets. So mm-hmm. what's what's a little terrorism when you blow up planets? Well, they also blew up uh uh Jeddah. You know yeah. they blew up a exactly. city that way. And Scarif. Just yep. the whole thing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That they did. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but no it, I I really enjoyed the the book uh and it was kind of fun to, to to see how Jin grows up one thing i thought was interesting though when i uh when i was so i i, I read rebel rising and then immediately read the uh rebel dossier uh mm-hmm. which um i i should have read earlier but you know it, it got caught up in my giant stack of books to read uh this one came out um right around the time of rogue one so it's a few months old but in that book it says that Jin was arrested on korlag but in rebel rising she's caught around in orbit around watassi by the imperial blockade so i wasn't sure if that was something that was maybe not not caught or or what but i found that discrepancy a little a little interesting because uh, typically they don't they don't have too many that's of those, not a, uh, that's supposed to be avoided in the new canon generally what? yeah exactly yes yes exactly they typically they don't have as much of those those uh conflicts so i found that that fascinating um yeah so we haven't talked a lot about Jin's time on the prison planet either and i mean obviously throughout the entire novel Jin is losing hope and faith in the galaxy mm-hmm. uh the prison scenes though, I think have to take the cake in some respect because it's just, you know, that, especially that last chapter where her, or, you know, second to last, I think where her bunkmate, you know, kills herself essentially. I mean, again, it was just one of those, like, this is dark, (laughs) very, Mm -hmm. very dark. But I think when it comes to Jin, you now get the explanation of why she's become so hard. You know, yeah, and and it, yeah. I'd actually, it's so it's kind of so Jin's uh, or Felicity Jones' performance of Jin in the movie, I'd say, is, is I don't call it fl- not flat, it's very uh, emotion, not not so much know, emotionless because there is like there is hard some there, but, is almost the word, like, yeah, yeah, she's she, more reserved, and I, I appreciate the performance of the character. Far more after having read the book, because you come yes. off of the book feeling like Jin acts in the movie. Yeah. Well, and within the book, you can see it's almost like at every turn, 
she was getting burned for doing something. The Imperials at least burned her a couple times where she mm-hmm. was on that, uh, what it was, um, uh, was it the ring, the ring space station? The rings of Caverne? Yeah. And that, uh, the Imperial governor had gambling issues. So she had her make up the false coins mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you do this. I'll let you go. And it seemed like every time she did a job like that, that's one example. I know she did something like that a couple of times, but it's like every time she did a job like that, you help me with this, I'll let you do this. She was always getting burned mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and she just couldn't get away. And that's why when it came to Hater and and his mom, it's like that one little break in the center to where it's almost, she almost had herself a real life at that point. Yeah. And then she, she's she's constantly chasing that, and, and yes. every time she gets so close, she gets uh, you know she gets something happens, back. and she gets pulled back, and yeah. things get even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because wasn't it's... wasn't it a wasn't it in this case? It was the casino owner. They pulled her off the street. They figured it out, and wasn't he the one that gave her? Gave her the job to go on site, go on um, that ship that mm-hmm. left off world that had the slavers on the slaves on board. Yeah, that and you that, want to talk about brutal? Oh, that was that awful. was brutal. Yeah. yeah, and 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 how she had to like watch these slaves be mistreated and starved on this on this voyage. And yeah, uh, I was surprised she didn't do anything sooner until like, the very the very end. But I think in this case it made it made sense because yeah. she was buying her time to where it was the perfect opportunity to pull what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she pulled it any sooner, she probably would have been she thrown into the stockade yeah. with them. Oh, yeah. 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 She would easily. never have gotten away with it. Yeah. So, and then just just I mean it's fascinating how. And again, it's been a while since I read the book because we got it done sooner. Um, but <laughs> I, actually, I finished it a while ago too. If we're not mentioning it at least four or five times a minute, we're it not was doing a, our job. So. It was, it was Guardians now. of the Wills that I was I was slow on. Okay, uh, but but it was at this point where it's like the the brutality of once she put those pirates inside that airlock, she released, and it was women and children that were the slaves, mm-hmm. yeah. and. It was the woman who was leading, or you could say the leader of these slaves, was constantly like, you know what, we'll, we'll be your crew, we'll stay with you, we'll, we'll be loyal to you. And Jin wanted nothing to do with it. Just, I just thought that was actually really it. interesting. It, it was. It really was. But just just the thing of giving her, giving the, the, the person who was leading the slaves the codes or whatever, and let her make the decision to space the pirates yeah that i liked (laughs) that was just wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah that yeah yeah i guess just just kick those pirates space pirates right out the uh the airlock window yeah yeah that was wow but again it's now showing you how she got to be that way Mm mm-hmm yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was it was good. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. There was um, 
this book was like surprisingly long at you know 416 pages. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, Beth, what Beth Revis did with this. Um, do you think? Do you think the story could have been cut a little bit to make it a little bit more condensed? If there was anything that that could have been dropped out, or do you think this was the perfect amount of pages for this book? I think everything that was in the book was necessary. It didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like okay. it was too long. Um, I just felt like it was too depressing. But that was the book. <laughs> but so. there's nothing hey, you, you know can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was but, but, always gonna be a terrible thing that ends poorly for for Jin. Like right. there's no happy ending here. Yep. And again, it only it only extends her backstory so where you understand why she is who she is. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So um man, trying to think, is there anything else uh you guys want to talk about in uh Rebel Rising? I think I covered I think I covered it. I think I'm good with it. Yeah, I think we've we've covered it fairly exhaustively. So, yeah. Um, do we want to do individual ratings? I assume. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's do rating. Okay. Um, Tom, you said you talked first, so you know that obviously means you're ready. To wow, go. that almost that almost sounded like you were saying, "Hey, Tom, we talk clones." Anyway, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, don't know what that is. That doesn't. It was close. <laughs> We talk anyway. Um, you know, I, it's a solid, I, how am I going to rate this? You know what? I'm going to rate this a 6.5. Um, I liked it. It, it gives good backstory to, to Jen. Um, it was, it was one of those books in which I was able to finish. I didn't sit there and feel like it was a book in which I had to stop at the end, like another book and say, I'm done and let you guys finish it. And then yep. let off from that. Um, you know, but I thought it, I'm going to raise it a bit. I'm going to give it a 7.5. It gave a really good backstory to the character. I would say if you, if you want to know more about her, go re- read the book. Um, it's a solid book for what it is. And, and that's it. 7.5. I'm going to take my 7.5 Womp Rats and I'm going to give them to Jen, a uh, Jen, so she can have some pets. That's all. They're they're going to be in one big cage. I'm sorry, one small cage with the 7.5 Womp Rats. They're going to be just pets wait, for Jin. Wait, Jin. wait, wait. Are these pets for Jin or are they like slaves for Jin? No, they're pets for Jin. Why they're what? you got to make it weird? I mean, you, you were talking about the cage and everything. And it's just... Oh, it's true. Cages. No, yeah, you're right. Tom, you're, it's your fault. Yeah. It's my fault? Yeah. Uh... But she's got to get them around somehow, so you give them a nice little cage that they can they can live in. Make it small enough for all seven point five to fit in, and there you go. <laughs> all right, no. You kind of, you kind of see the kind of torture I'm throwing in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, well, so I guess I'll go next. Go um, ahead. So I actually pretty much agree with everything you said, Tom. But I'm gonna give it a six and a half, just because. Okay. It's this isn't a book I'd ever reread, and I'd I really say if you really liked Rogue One or you really like Jin, this is definitely you know this is I'd I'd call it essential reading even. Right. Um, all I'd say is just that it's it's a definitely a I don't, it's not that it's a dark book because it's not that dark in in you know tone you know page to page. It's just that it's a depressing book, and if that's what you like, then you know you'll love the book. Otherwise, like I just say, like it's. 
essential for Jin fans. I don't know if I'd recommend it to many other people other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll say like of the you know it held my interest throughout, and it was a good. It was like a well written and you know well done book. I just wasn't a big fan of the subject. I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll give six and a half Womp Rats. And I'm actually, you know what, Tom? I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to give okay. Jin a couple, all my six and a half Womp Rats as pets as well. Because okay. she needs something good in her life. And, okay. you know, maybe maybe a couple extra Womp Rats will do that. Are we going to throw them in the same small cage? No, mine, I mean, it's up to Jin. Okay. They're her, they are there to make her happy so that when she, you know, goes off and blows up, I was going to say blows up the Death Star, gets blown up by the Death Star... Mm-hmm. She'll be like, "Oh yeah, those were good times. I had okay. I had some pet rats." Okay, <laughs> all right, that works. Those were good times. I had some pet rats. <clears throat> uh, that's another uh, quote uh, for the box uh, for the back of the back cover. Uh, okay, so uh, it got seven and six and a half. Um, I'm gonna give this one uh, seven and a half. Actually, um, you know, I again, I I. I enjoyed this book. Uh, it was it was dark, yes, um, but it, it kind of gave that backstory to Jin and, and helped you understand where she's where she's coming from and 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 a bit more about who she is. And I I really enjoyed that. And I think uh, Beth Revis did a, a a fantastic job. This is her her first. Um, I believe it's her first Star Wars book ever. Oh, it was. And yeah, okay. yeah. And she did a, a really, really good job, uh, kind of giving you that depth to Jin, and and also I felt like we we got more depth to Saw as well, even though he was really only in the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I you know I now when you watch that scene, you understand a bit more. And again, it's not required, but now you understand why they are the way they are. Um, and so I I really enjoyed that, and so. I'm going to give it seven and a half Womp Rats. And uh, my seven and a half Womp Rats uh, are actually going to go help Jin in the, um, the the prison cell on Wabani. Kind of help dig out the... Actually, they've been, they've been, they've been with, uh, with Jin since the beginning. And uh, they helped her. Um, they actually went out because they, they, they felt so bad for, for Jin. They helped her, her find the, the body of her her boyfriend and um and, and bury him and then go work in the mines and yeah they're okay somewhat I dark thought, womp rats but they're they're there uh, for her if if she if she used the womp rats to find the body of her boyfriend they need to have spacesuits because didn't he get blown up yes yeah well we don't know Right? No. They, they you know saw. What? No. They only saw. You know what? Only... I'm with William. I choose to believe that they're alive somewhere. And that there, sometime after piece... Rogue One, they could be Ryu. Oh wait. No. Oh. No. Jin survived Rogue One, and then they reunited, and they. Oh. I mean, it's kind of brutal, right? Because their ship God. blows up, and it's actually one of those things. Where, like the way they rewrote it, you you think that they might survive. No. And then all of a sudden she lands and a piece of the ship. Sorry, I have a to piece take of, this one. Yeah. The piece of the ship is in her ship. Yeah. Talk yeah, about sucks. talk about brutal. Yeah. 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 So. Uh so yeah, that was uh that was Rebel Rising. Uh it really is about how a rebel rose to power uh and and kind of became who she was. But that's not all. We also 
had uh, another book from Greg Rucka. Uh, I believe this is his second one. I think he wrote the one of the Luke books around the um, the Last Jedi. Oh, sorry, the Force Awakens time frame. Oh, was that was that the and... one in which he was eating noodles? No, 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 no. no, no, no. That's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but this is uh, Guardians of the Wills, and I was really excited about this one because, like. It's the Wills. We don't really mm-hmm. know that much about the Wills. And so it was cool to, it's nice to get this backstory about this mysterious group. And uh, it's, this one is more of a young reader, uh, a bit bigger font, shorter uh, book overall. I think you can read it in about two hours uh, if you're going at a, a decent, you know, pace. Really? It didn't feel like it really didn't feel like it. No. I, know, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, if you're on a plane, maybe. I had. I'll just say to start off, I had trouble even getting through this one. Uh, and it's, I, some of that is that it is, I, there are different really? types of young reader books. Okay. And mm-hmm. this was the kind where it, it's, I don't say it's dumbed down. There's no interesting <sighs> writing in it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, so much, okay. there's no variation. So, so he- so he, so here's a synopsis for those who aren't familiar with it, and then we'll oh, we'll, yeah, we we'll dive probably. into our review. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just, yeah. the book is all about um, you know Baze Malbus and Chert Imwe used to be guardians of the wills who looked after the Kyber Temple on Jeddah and all those who worshipped there. Then the Empire came and took over the moon. The temple was sealed and the people scattered. Now Baze and Chert do what they can to resist the Empire and protect the people of the Holy City, but it never seems to be enough. When a man named Sagara arrives with end up. And with grand plans to take down the Empire, it seems like the perfect way for Bays and Chert to make a real difference to help the people of Jeddah. But will it come at too great a cost? I don't even feel like this synopsis really does a good job capturing the entire book. The book. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. When, when you hear the book, the title Guardians of the Wills, I think, like, I want to find out about the Wills at the height of their uh you know their their power and yep. before the empire arrives but this book takes place after the empire's arrived yep well but it what also you gives you i, I mean I we get a me... little bit dealing with the actual wills you know or sorry not the actual wills but like they talk about you know how they used to have the the services they did and stuff like uh-huh. that but mm-hmm. in general yeah there was despite being called guardians of the wills it has really nothing to do with that well, about the only thing we got for the wills is the little interstitials on the pages where it gave you, uh, let's yeah. say, yeah, I mean, the you got, various, yeah, the various cool. little, um, you know, Kieran mm-hmm. uh, Yin, Sister of Sorrow from the collection of poems, whatever, you know, yeah. from the Force, you know, Disciple of the Wills. So you got some feel for the wills, but I think what the book did as a whole gave you a backstory of why Baz and Chirrut really aren't part of the rebellion from Saw Gerrera, and they're on their own. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, only thing it, I got out of the book. Well, and it does fill in some nice details, and yeah, yeah, you, you do get to learn a bit about the wills through those little interstitials, and um, that was nice. I, I also liked how they I mean, canonized the, um, the, the Jedi Code Mm-hmm. And the, the you know the the, the Sith code right they, those were I think those was the not... first time oh, I think those are the first time we've seen them in the new canon I think 
You might uh, be right. I saw some some people talking about that online too. I just kind of assumed they had been, and I was like, wait, no, you, you know, it's maybe maybe it it is the first time. But um, so there's some nice things like that, and and it was fun to get to know them. Yeah, a bit more. Uh, well, I <laughs> but I I did feel like Bass talked way too much uh, in uh, in. In Guardians of the Wills, only maybe just because he doesn't talk that much in. Uh, I mean, in he, Rogue One, he had no character in Rogue One. Uh, okay, but to a certain extent, he kind of kept that came, same character here. About the only thing when it came to him, you got to see where he got his gun, that that he strapped on his back and all that. So you saw this in this book. You saw that they were. You could almost say they both of them were like Robin Hood to where they robbed from the Empire to give to, I think it was a sister of the Wills who was running an orphanage and making sure the orphans had supplies. So yeah. it was almost like, a, the, the, I, really, you look at it, it was a Robin Hood theme in this book. Yeah, and I, I will say, actually, my favorite part of the book by far was the kind of orphan, the way they're supporting the orphanage and you yes. know, helping them and kind of what the cost of that is. Uh, I just, the book was so, it was very, very straightforward, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Chirrut and Bays, you know, steal stuff from the empire. They give it to the orphanage. The empire continues to crack down on Jeddah. They meet with Saw Gerrera. They work with Saw Gerrera. They decide they don't like Saw Gerrera. Mm-hmm. They help the orphans escape. The book ends. Well, and then Saw, Saw tried to pull a fast one on him because Saw was supposed to help them. And then yep. in the end... It was basically Chirrut with no force ability, because I think that is actually confirmed in here, that yep. he is not well, a Jedi I, I, or a force. Well, but he well, does feel the force in the book, though. Yeah. And he has this uncanny ability to to read people, almost. Well, and, and actually, well, so that's, that's what I found some of the most interesting about the book, in fact, is it actually did, for the first time, explain uh, how... Cause, how Chirrut connects to the Force, because there was a, there's always been a lot of um, a lot of questions around like is he a Force user is he not, and no one really quite knew uh, you know what was going on with him. But uh, if you read the book, um, I think it's about seven percent of the way through the book. Uh, th- there's a paragraph that says explicitly Chirrut Imwe was not a Jedi. He was not by any definition a Force user. Mm-hmm. But what he could do, what he had spent years upon years striving for the Enlightenment to do, was sometimes feel the force around him. Truly, genuinely feel it, if only mm-hmm. for a moment. If only tenuously, like holding his palm up to the desert sand that blew into the, at, into the city at dusk. Be, however, fleetingly at one with the force. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it was as effortless as breathing. Sometimes it was as hard as living. And sometimes he could feel the force, truly feel it moving around him, connecting to the world and the world to him. So really, uh, it, what, the, what that says is that he is not a force user, but he was he managed to train himself to the point where he could, like with a lot of work, barely connect. He, uh, he was so he can't uh, use it. force sensitive, it. but not a force user. Yes, exactly. And, and basically that helped him when he was dodging all those laser bolts on um, Scarif. Mm-hmm. You got to look at it yeah. that way, but okay. But then that brings in a whole boatload of questions about the force now and how it's going forward. 
I I think that actually is very, you know, mm. that matches, I think, very well with what we've heard about the Force before, which is that yeah. different peoples have varying levels of connections to the Force, and Truce mm-hmm. is just really low. Yeah, It's enough that he can feel it sometimes, but he does mm-hmm. not and have... He works at it, you know. Yeah, he just doesn't have that A lot of hard work, he can start connection. to feel it. So, so the lucky shot he took on that planet when they were trying to spring uh, Galen or so, that was not the Force. I mean, no, I'm that sure, was a lucky I'm sure shot. A lot, I'm sure he he does use the Force just barely, but it's a lot of work. It's not it's not effortless, right? Okay. Uh, it looked like it was very effortless to me the way he raised the thing and had a smile well, on his other, face after he shot the, the thing down. The other thing that's worth noting is he talks a lot. The book makes a point of talking about his echo box that he has. Right. Which is how he's able to navigate and walk around the world while blind. Mm-hmm. Almost like sonar, which makes sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought okay. it was pretty much exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, within the Star Wars universe, would they say sonar? That's why it's like. That's just, true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So. Uh, but no, but I liked, I, I liked, uh, I liked how they finally explained that i was surprised i mean you guys mentioned the orphans i was surprised that that was that was really the the main crux of the book and the climax of the book was Mm -hmm. the rescue of these orphans which i mean i guess makes sense because by the time they're found in rogue one they're just kind of sitting out on the street hanging out not doing a a whole lot so you know they they couldn't necessarily have this major heroic arc uh where they're, they're you know i don't know off saving the galaxy happens. or something right. because like when it comes down to it they're you know they're just sta- they're staying on uh uh they're they're on jetta um but i don't know it wasn't quite as exciting i guess it was nice to see them help the orphans but i don't know it wasn't all that thrilling i guess yeah um but the fact that Saw betrayed them and tried to, to steal the ship at the mm-hmm. end, uh, that took me by surprise. Even though, like, but it's something but it's that Saw, Saw would do. Yeah, it, it's... I mean, I wouldn't say I was taken by surprise with it, but it is something that Saw would do, like you just said. For sure. Yeah, I just, I was not expecting it. Let's put it that way. It was a it was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Again, one of those pleasant surprises from how the book was written, not because that they tried to steal it from the orphans. Just to be super clear, <laughs> yeah. Less people think I'm I'm a horrible horrible person. Well, I, I mean, yeah, you I don't want people but, to think that. Know, they can't know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just that way with romp, womp rats. Uh, oh yes. Well, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the book that was is actually worth talking about. To be honest, I, for what it was, I think, I think we covered it. I think the, be- well, no, because honestly, it basically just gave you a backstory, a decent little backstory to Baz and Chirrut. That was it. Yeah. Because yeah, and you could see it, their reaction. Actually, I'd actually take yeah. it a step farther. I wouldn't call this backstory. I don't feel like I really learned anything new about the characters having read the book. Okay. This was a short story with those characters. And and I'd agree with you because a better backstory would have actually seen them in the Temple of the Wills before the Empire set up. And that way you got to see how they got to this point. 
So this is almost this is a this is a 0.5 step toward Rogue One instead of a two step back to show from the temple to this point. That would have been a better backstory and how they actually met because when the book You're, started, they already knew each other. That too, yeah, yeah. And I'll, Tom, I'm, I just want to say your math confuses me, but I think I agree. It. No, it's okay. Well, I, 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 th- I, I never passed math anyway. <laughs> I think, I think, really, what it comes down to is there was, there was, there was story, but there was no character growth. Yeah. Um, to That's to be yeah. yeah 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 good point very very good point. So so while things happened, they just happened. It's like you know things happen to Chopper, but he doesn't really evolve and, and change okay. all that. I, much. I, I like agree. I think Baze and Chirrut were the same going into the book, yes, as they were coming out of the book. Yeah, it only solidified their characters. That's that's really all it did. If you look at it from that point of view, yeah, yeah. So, and it, it was a fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um. But it wasn't life changing. I think for something as like with as much anticipation as the wills, mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of would have loved to see like my ideal version of this would be you know, how did Bazin Chirrut meet? Like, you know, what, what was being a, a guardian of the will like? And you could you might be able to argue, well, they just kind of guarded this temple, and uh, while a bunch of the the you know the the uh, what did they yeah, call but- them the um. There were the guardians of the wills, and then the the not sentinels of the wills, or the oh, was it? I think it was. Was it sentinels of the wills? Like honestly, the ones I, who were I actually feel like it might have been because the ones who were actually in in the, in the temple praying. I feel like I remember thinking like it was kind of a cool touch that they were picking like the the terms from like Knights of the Old Republic for the yeah. different like classes of Jedi, um, guardians, sentinels, and so on, something like that. Okay. Counseling. So yeah, so maybe 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 it was Sentinels, but like, um, I would have loved to see that era. Even though I guess you could argue that they were just guarding the temple the whole time and not a whole lot happened. Like they just stood there and that was it. Yep. But you know, it it is what it is, and it was still it was still I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish it had been a bit more character growth too. Yeah, and I think for the target audience, I think. I think it hit the target audience, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. If they just want a story to read that's quick within this target audience, I think this is fine. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it, it did what, what they were, what they set out to accomplish. Yeah. I, it, I, I think at this point we can give it a rating, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Tom, um, since you uh, talk again. first. <laughs> okay. No, it's, no, 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 I, I can. I, do you want to go? No, for, I'll do you, it. I'll okay. do it. I'll do it. Sure. I'm going to give it a six. I'm giving it a solid six. Um, I I could go 50-50 with a five, but I'm going to give it just a little bit more. One more point, because I'm going to try math on this case. Um so I'm just going to give it a six. It's a solid book for the age group. It hits it hits exactly where it's supposed to be. It solidifies the character, but doesn't really the characters doesn't really advance them that much. Um, I'm going to take my six Womp Rats and I'm going to let the children of the orphanage keep them as pets. Oh, because so they, nice. you know, I'm going to be. This is my nice episode. I'm going to be nice to my Womp Rats and not torture them. Although, again they will be put in cages that are small enough for them to all fit 
six of them inside. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with these cages, Tom. Okay, I'll let these six one run free. Because you know what? The kids in the orphanage have to chase after something and give them some laughter and cheer. Yeah, you do love uh, your your cages. Yeah, but I just said I'll let them free. I know, but I'm just commenting. Okay. Can somebody else go now? <laughs> I can go. I Okay. So I think I'll actually agree with you, Tom. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay. And that is solely because of something you said, which is I think you're right that for the age group, mm-hmm. I, I, that we have to consider the, who the book is intended for before we rate it. Right. If this were – if I were rating this on like how much did I enjoy this book and would I recommend it to my friends and coworkers who read Star Wars, the answer – I'd rate it much lower. For yep. the intended audience, it's not a great book even then, I'd argue, but it's okay. Um, so I think I'll ov- also give it a six out of 10. Okay. And, uh, I'm trying to think what, what to do with my womp rats. Um, I let just had, let, let the orphans have them. No, I, uh, now, okay. The, if now I, I don't correct, have a choice, Tom, because if I choose not to give them to the orphans, then I'm being mean to orphans. Well, and I yeah, but well, you got to look at it this way. Am I correct in remembering there were 30 orphans? That's there true. Was, they need a lot of womp rats. That's right. So, why don't you? I'll take my six. You take your six, and I'm going to take yeah, my seven point okay. five from. Uh, I'm going to be cruel. I'm taking my seven point five that I gave to Jin, and I'm going to give them to the orphans down here. So what you're saying is, Jin, who's had a horrible life, you're taking the one good thing she had away from her. I'm going to let um, her keep the point five. I'll take oh, the she, seven and move them down. Great, she can mount it on the head of her, you know, destroyed ship along with. Whatever else she's got left. So okay, dark. I'm gonna leave it the way it is. I'll stop now. I'll so stop. So dark. <laughs> oh, oh man, I don't even know what's going on at this point. Neither do I. I okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, so I'm gonna give it. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna make this uh, unanimous and give it six out of ten as well. Uh, great for for what it does. Doesn't tell anything huge, or it's not particularly, you know, uh, life changing. I don't even feel like we learned that much about uh, uh, about Baze and Cheer, but I, I like their characters. Uh, I wish we'd gotten a little bit more with them, and uh, it was it, w- it was good for for what it was, uh, and and for this this age group. So uh, six Womp Rats out of ten, and my six Womp Rats are actually going to go. You know, so we, we we know that these temples have been abandoned now by the Guardians of the Wells. Uh, but what the uh, what the Empire doesn't know is that they're still being guarded by Womp Rats. And so we have Ooh, one so wait, Womp wait, Rat wait, wait, at William, each. William, to be clear, you're putting your Womp Rats in a temple by themselves instead of giving them to orphans. And making yes. the orphans happy. William, yes. you're making the orphans cry. The orphans don't know what they don't what what they don't know won't hurt them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so it's going to be twelve. All I know, William, is that for thirty kids. Yeah, all I know is he took the words right out of my mouth, Tom. Oh, William sorry. could have made uh, some more of those kids happy, yeah, and chose not to. You know what? It's only seven more womp rats. There's going to be more and more orphans. I'd rather have them guarding the temple. <laughs> where they can do oh, good. Oh, jeez. Talk about me going dark. I know. Oh, and the fact. Wait, wait, wait. William, you say there's going to be more orphans. Please tell me oh, no. the Empire is the one doing this. And you're not trying to tell us something about yourself. 
Okay, just just look at how many orphans they got in the book. They went from like twelve to twenty to forty, and then they had this giant parade of the entire of all the citizens of the planet walking down this giant parade. By the way, I don't know why the Empire just didn't go shoot them all. I know they said it'd be a PR disaster, but um, <laughs> but come okay, on, that's, on that it's the note. Empire we're talking about. Um, like I feel like the Empire should be like, stop gathering the entire city together. I don't know. Okay. Remember the audience the book was for. I mean, it was basically Bays and Chirrut being Pied Piper, like walking down the streets of (laughs) Jeddah. Okay, but even the Pied Piper didn't end well. (laughs) My point exactly. Yeah, actually, I am with you. I thought that was a little silly, William. (laughs) But you got to admit, the artwork for that page was pretty cool. There was a page. The the fact that there was artwork in the book, which was kind of neat. It was yeah. kind of neat, but but then again, it's it's for it's for that that person that that group that's going to be reading it, right. and it did. The cool thing about it is, it is almost like a almost like a decent graphic novel style, a little bit more detailed. Um, I like how the in the exterior had the color, but the interior it wasn't. Uh, I'm trying to get to one of the pages now. It was more. I mean, the cover was definitely more color. Full, wow. But the interior is more of like gray and then red when need be. So it was like black and gray interior and then, mm-hmm. you know, red in certain points. It was good art. I mean, I yeah, I, nice. I liked the art that was in there. It's very well done. Yeah. And it fit the story because those spreads matched a certain spot, especially the parade at the end. It matched a certain spot and went along with the story. So I, I thought that was good use of art in the book. Very well, well, so. very well done. They did a good job. So, yep. Oh, so uh, ended on a high note. Y- yeah, instead of the, the yeah, and then it don't pipe ended on a high death. note. Um, and so, <laughs> Jeez. uh, so yeah, uh, that's I think that's about all we have for tonight. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a bunch of good books. We have there's a lot more to come uh, over over the summer. There's a Phasma uh, book. When did the Phasma book come ooh, out? Yeah, that's that's coming out in, oh man, I think we're like a month and a half away. Okay. Um, well, we're starting to, no, we're a month and a half, Phasma's this this fall. We're a month and a half away from the Battlefront, a Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh, novel. Um, oh, oh, Inferno Squad? Yeah, yep. yeah. Ooh. So that's that's going to be good. That's coming out very to soon. When so you stay tuned. Uh July 24th, I think. Let me check my notes. That's just from memory. Um, where is it? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. July 25th, 2017. So we are a month, cool. and, uh, month and a half away from that, which will be nice. But before then, you know, we'll, we'll have more, uh, more interviews, more reviews. We've got all sorts of stuff to do, but you know, as usual during the summer, we're, we we take a couple weeks off in between each episode travel, to give stuff, uh, well travel, God. give everybody a break to catch up, and then uh, so we can hit the ground running again for uh, season four of Rebels. Also, That's starting actually, in a month and a half is Freemaker Adventures as well. That's right. So we've got, We've got Freemaker Adventures to review. Well, wait a minute. They didn't release an actual start date for that, if I remember correctly. No, Somebody tweeted no. out one and Tracy Kenobio it, turned it was not and, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So with that, uh, we'll be back in uh, in a couple of weeks with uh, our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. 
If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your reviews will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. You can visit our website, ioncanoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2017.